Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best uh, horror movies ever and then talk about them. My name is Luke Condo with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. How's it going, Mr. Ben Errington? Are you okay? It's going well. It's going good. How are you going? Not too bad. So we better just do, let people know we weren't here for a couple of weeks because one week I was uh, in surgery and the other week Ben wasn't feeling too hot. Uh, but the uh, he's cooled down finally. <laughs> I finally, I finally cooled down. I finally reached normal temperature. Is it room temperature uh, now? And, uh, <laughs> I'm finally at room temperature. So Luke had his surgery, and then I was like, "Oh, he's going to get all the he's going to get all the attention next week when he says he had surgery." I go, "Well, I've been unwell as well, right?" Ben did his own surgery. I did my own surgery on myself. Yeah, yeah. cut a mole off, a dodgy looking mole. <laughs> what surgery yeah. did you have, Luke? I mean, I know, but you know, I had. Uh... Bilateral hernia laparoscopy, something like that. Yeah, and and you've got a a whoopee a whoopee cushion in your body now. I have, yeah. It's it's a horror movie in itself. I've got like a space inside my stomach, a cavern, if you will, full Mm. of uh, juices. Like, uh, uh, it feels like the blob is in there. Oh, could could you could you could you siphon out some juices if you wanted to? I don't know. can't ask that. I can't ask if, if you like put a pin in me, would it sort of like, <laughs> like you know, shoot would out? It spray out? Or like would a... it be like when you pop a balloon? You know, you get those chocolate egg things that people make, and then they pop the balloon inside, yeah. and just go, and then sort of pull <laughs> <over. laughs> Can you do the noise again, please? <laughs> <laughs> would it be um, like that? I'd prefer if it was, if it was like that, even though yeah. it probably would end up in your, in, in probably you in your pain and, pass it, uh, pass su- it and suffering you pass oh, one? Right. Oh, i thought you meant like if there was a, like a bit of like rubber balloon inside me still yeah. i'd pass it i'd pass it as for a fridge so <laughs> wrong with you yeah. quite literally but you're, right. you're on you're, you're on this you're on the mend yeah you're feeling good you're back to your best you're you're you've been up vertical now for a while haven't you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that's good i don't like it i want to get back horizontal <laughs> as soon as possible well, you can in a few hours. You'll be all right. Don't yeah. worry. 
Calm yeah. down. You can go to bed soon. So uh, we're back on the list today. But um, before we get on the list, let's get under the list. Oh. And uh, wait, what, you, what was that thing you were telling us to do the other day? With the thing at the thumb? We were, we were the level. So it's a horizontal thumb gesture made famous by Cesaro and Sheamus from the WWE. And it's, cool, and it's uh, we don't just set the bar. Right, we are at the bar. Okay, so this is the bar, and before we get to the bar, we need to swing around and over and under it and talk about the other horror guff. Like so, gymnasts. Uh, like gymnasts. Have you uh, done any other horrors recently? Other than hate, your hate, own surgery hate... on yourself? No, no, let's not talk about that. Um, I haven't really, do you know what? I haven't, and I'm sorry to let you down, but the you last film I watched was Avengers Infinity War, and then I haven't watched, I didn't watch any films for like a whole week. I don't know if it's mm. just because I was taking it in and getting over the experience. Obviously, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody listening for Avengers Infinity War. Um, but yeah, so I haven't been able to focus myself and watch any other film. Like, life yeah. has changed for me. Nothing feels <laughs> real. Um, I can't trust anybody. Um, I don't want to start watching a film, you know. Yeah, you I'm, want to now check I'm... in people's hands for gauntlets and... Yeah, like... exactly. I'm, I'm like that. Postman came to the door. I just went, what do you want, mate? And yeah. he just went, he went, oh, I just want to... And he clicked his fingers and I, just, <laughs> I leapt at him. Yeah. Where we said we talk, <laughs> saw someone like jazzing away to some song the other day. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we're like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, this is, very, this is almost okay. getting to, to spoiler territory. Yeah. Even a hand gesture. But uh, to be fair, if you haven't seen Avengers Infinity War by now and you want to see it, what on earth are you doing? Yeah. For God's I, sake. I, I've been similar to you. I've not watched, I was looking for my list. I was like, I've not actually seen any horror movies in ages. Like Avengers Infinity War was a horror movie for me. Like, I, I was super scared at, at that film and it delivered. Yeah. I think sometimes it's nice to, because we sort of base our week around watching a horror movie and reviewing it. Mm-hmm. Like I often feel a bit funny about going back into a horror film especially one that like we could possibly do on the list in the future. Oh, like so you, you want to waste it. Yeah, like, I feel like I don't okay, want to waste yeah. it like just yeah. by watching it. I mean, obviously I said I watched the Dawn of the Dead remake recently and then I, after watching that I was thinking, oh, that probably would have made a good episode to discuss. Yeah. Loads of, loads of Oh, scripting. that would have been good. I'd like to do that one. Yeah, we can do that one maybe in Too late now, you watched it. <laughs> I watched yeah. it now and yeah. uh, I'm not watching it again, all right? <laughs> uh, the only thing that's kind of like horror adjacent I watched uh, was Sorcerer. Which is William Friedkin's film that he did after The Exorcist. And the only reason I think they're kind of related, it's not a horror movie at all. Well, in some ways, I suppose it is. But it's, it's got some of the similar. Um, uh, you know, the statue, the Pazuzu statue in The Exorcist? It's got that statue yeah. in this film with some of the similar sort of vibes at the start. And I was like, mm. oh, it's kind of like he's trying to create his own cinematic universe back in the 70s. Um, William Friedkin verse. Yeah. But um, the freak verse, but it, it's a it would make a really great double bill if you were going to watch The Exorcist and then this or the, <clears> the, the pacing um, might be a bit you know might kill can you. Can I ask you a, que- can I ask yeah. you a question about it? So yeah. I'd never I'd, I'd never even heard of it before, um, no. which is which is a bit crazy. Um, we're not sponsored by Letterboxd, but I'm just going to say I'm, I'm looking <laughs> at your Letterboxd thing. You gave yeah. it five stars. I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's I prefer wow. it to The Exorcist. I don't know. Oops, like, nice. it's also funny enough. It's Stephen King's favorite movie ever as well. It's. Um, I mean, I'm gonna have to watch this now, aren't I? Yeah, I'm gonna it's, have to. It's so I think did I tell you about it the other day when we saw each other? Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay. Um, and just, I, <laughs> I filed it away in the recesses yeah. of my mind, thinking I'll watch that. So just um, for the listeners, then. So it's uh, four kind of 
criminal type people or people who are sort of uh, not nice people they're they've, they've done wrong in their home countries and have had to go and stay in this place in south america where wrongans go and it's like there's there's nothing to do you just got to work and you can't make any money and it's it's like a it's like being in purgatory it's horrible um and then you get the opportunity there's an oil well fire um and it's just this horrible volcano of fire that won't ever stop until they they use tnt to um, they need TNT to blow it to close the uh, hole and put the fire out. But the TNT is 200 miles away and it's gone off in the sense of when TNT goes off, if you move it slightly or something, it, it blows up like just instantly. So then they need to let these two rickety old trucks across 200 miles of jungle to this oil well fire to put it out. It sounds super like dry, but it gets in so tense. They're like they're going across these like wooden um, bridges in these trucks, and it's like pissing it down with rain. And you're thinking the, the TNT could go off at any moment, and it's um, it just gets it's just really cool. Um, it's like the best episode of Top Gear, but like people <laughs> died it. <laughs> you know when they do those challenges, yeah. and no one's yeah. like joking, no one's like like making light of it. There. That's how I'd like that. I'd like an episode of Top Gear like that, where one or all of them die. One or them, <laughs> one or them die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a bit insensitive. Sorry, sorry, guys, if you're listening, not listening. Yeah, but um, that was a five star. That was a five star film for me. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was well, really good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add it to the list um, of, of of my May watch list. And by May watch list, I mean watch list for May, not. I may watch it. May watch it. I may not. Yeah. I probably will watch it. I probably maybe is that, will. Is that separate? Is that a separate list? Probably maybe will list. Probably um, maybe will might. I don't know. I've been finding that really helpful by the way. What by the way on Letterboxd, making a little list of stuff you kind of plan to watch in that month. Yeah. Because then you kind of sometimes like when you when you don't have a plan, you just end up watching any old shit. Great British Bake Off over and over again. Yeah, but if you have a plan, you go. Like, no, I'll crack out Mad Max. Yeah. 2. Also, Letterboxd allows yeah. you to like it, it obviously make a list of what to watch, and then when you've watched it, it tells you what percentage of the films you've seen. And yeah. Then if you hit a hundred percent, that's a you good get an achievement. It's you like get... an achievement a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what's your so what's your username? Lukov Condor on Letterboxd. Yeah. What's yours? And I'm Ben underscore Errington. So if anyone wants to follow us and keep tabs, I'm trying to write a review for every film I watch this year. The review can e can be a line or like mm. three words. That's what I'm counting as a review at the moment. Yeah. I'll do longer ones. Yeah, but I'm not doing that. I do I do it if I'm in pe- like compelled to, but uh, I won't bother normally, <laughs> unless I can say it's like an episode of Top Gear and somewhere in a bit, then I won't. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should add that to your sorcerer review. I think like I did, and I also use Top Gear in my review for Jewel, which is the um, oh yeah, Steven Spielberg film. Yeah, <laughs> are you gonna uh, any comparisons to Top Gear in today's film? Maybe. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, well, the Power Man has a certain Jeremy Clarkson stature, <laughs> <laughs> saggy belly. Yeah. Okay, uh, so today we're talking about number nine on the list. We're getting there slowly but surely. We're getting there. Um, Pan's Labyrinth. Have you got the the deets on Pan's I've got, Labyrinth? I got the deets of the Pan's Labyrinth, mate. So Pan's Labyrinth is a 2006 dark fantasy drama film written and directed by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, the film is in the Falangist Spain of... Am I saying that word right? Falangist Spain of 1944, 
The bookish young stepdaughter of a sadistic army officer escapes into an eerie but captiv- captivating fantasy world. That's a really weird synopsis that someone's mm. written on IMDb. Um, this, I think fa- Phalangus is like some sort of fascist razi- regime. As far is as it the Francoist? Is that? I'm, I'm not. I'm not too. I don't know the history of. Is it? But I know it's like a Franco. Yeah, there's uh, something called phala- phalangism, which is like a Spanish. Sounds consi- consi- considered radical and fascist. Yeah. Um, and conservative ideology, authoritarian. Authorit- author- you say that. Authoritarian is authoritarianist. Authorita- <laughs> authoritarianist. Okay, this is what uh, this is what um, uh, the Empire Film students have to say. Still Guillermo del Toro's deepest and most personal work, his feminine companion piece to The Devil's Backbone, which we reviewed earlier on episode one, I think, yeah. is a fairy tale that doesn't stint on the grim. And they're putting in brackets an extra M for grim, as in Grimm's fairy tale. Right. Set in early Francoist Spain in 1944, it's as much about the after effects of the Spanish Civil War and the continuing nightmare of World War II as it is about a heroine's, her- heroine's heroic underworld questing. And crucially, most of the real horror is above ground. But there are nightmarish encounters with a giant toad and an Irish pale man, Jeremy Clarkson, to make the point that Ophelia's escape into fantasy is anything but safe. The ingratiating, twitchy fawn, too, is clearly not her friend. Yeah. So I'd say I if think the pale... it comes across quite friendly. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. If, <laughs> if, if, the, if the pale man's Jeremy Clarkson, yeah. the fawn is um, uh, Hamster. What's his name? No, I think the toad is Hamster. Wait. Okay. The toad is Hamster. Yeah. The toad is James May. The toad is James May. I don't know. You decide. You, no, the toad is hamster, and then the, okay. the, fawn, the fawn is James May. Okay. What's hamster's real name? Stig. <laughs> no, <laughs> so oh, uh, wait, Richard. Ri- ri- Richard. Richard Gear. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Gear. Um, how have I forgotten this? He's the one who's he's the one who's always like uh, nearly Crashing. dying by like yeah. crashing into a wall shit. Um, his name's Richard, Richard Hammond. Hammond. Oh, come on, Richard that means, Hammond. Oh, that means yeah. Richard Richard Gear should be a Top Gear presenter. Yeah. Could, uh, Dick, oh yeah. Dick Gear. <laughs> yeah. Top Gear. I want I want to change the name of the uh, of the show. Just I mean, it's still called Top Gear, but I want to change the spelling of the, of the second word. Yeah. Really, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they should have done that because they're, they're struggling at the moment. They got like Matt LeBlanc presenting, didn't they? He was all right. I watched an episode of him, and I was he was uh he was quite charming as he as he always is. But um oh. Chris Evans at the time. Crevens. Crevens, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt about it. Okay, um this film has got ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, eight out of ten on IMDB. Um and I've seen it many times. It was at one point in time one of my top ten films of all time, but I think it's not anymore. I can still watch it and love it and and I do love it as a film. But at one point it was like, you know, right up there. Next to RoboCop, but it's not anymore. Rubbing shoulders with RoboCop, and now <laughs> and now you've, rele- you've relegated it. It's uh, RoboCop's pushed it away, so it slid down. And um, I don't know. I mean, have you? Is this one of your favourites? Is this a good <clears throat> one for you? Good experience? Bad memories? Uh, yeah, it's a good experience. Good memories. I've always enjoyed it. Uh, seen it just probably just a handful of times. Not yeah. something I consider. I, uh, not something I feel like I need to return to over and over and over. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a good film. I wouldn't consider it up there with some of my favourites, but I mean, it's got a lot of that classic Del Toro vibe that, that kind of spills over into all of his stuff. It's even even like the more mainstream American films he makes. Uh, 
not Pacific Rim as such, but um, yeah, I, I like it. I, I mean, I, I, I recognise a lot of the Shape of Water sort of vibe as well in this. So, film. so I've not it's seen Shape of Water. It, I've not seen Kronos, but barring them, this is my favourite Del Toro yeah, film. Just, still. just, just that sort of dark, otherworldly. You know, it's just, it's just something very captivating about the world that mm. that um, he creates and everybody within it. Something quite um, what word am I thinking of? Oh, I'm I'm gonna say nice. <laughs> That's <laughs> the worst description of anything ever. Think... Something wholesome, wholesome. That's what I meant. That's what I was going yeah. for. Something wholesome about the world he creates and the characters within it. Something that like, even though there's like some there's really dark dark characters and there's evil and there's violence, you kind of still can gravitate towards the nice. Oh, I've said nice again. The wholesome, yeah. <laughs> wholesome parts of the story. Nice. And it does feel like classic. Fairy nice, tale. Yes. Well, yeah. So in the in the Empire Film Studio thing, they say grim as in grim fairy tales, and they're completely right. Like it has that sort of magical sense of wonder you have as a kid, and it and it's still absolutely sort of brutal. Like there's one scene uh, in this, and most of the brutal stuff isn't the the fantasy stuff, although that has sort of brutal stuff as well. Like it's always like the real world stuff that has yeah. like the most like villainous sort of uh, characters and some really horrific elements that. The first time I watched this, I remember like uh, having to look away when, uh, you know, like you did that, you did to your mate that time. You pans labyrinth that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, when someone with, gets pans labyrinth in this film, I mean, it is pretty brutal. You're like, yeah. oh, that's got to work. Oh yeah, we'll get into it. I think in it soon. But oh my god, you can see it cave all the way in. It's like the note. The anyway, we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay, uh, but there are, there are, so even though this is a twelve year old film, there will be spoilers throughout. Yeah, yeah. Pan's Labyrinth. So, um, I was going to say, I was watching this and I was like, oh, this would make a, a really good double feature with Let the Right One In. Because it's sort of like, a, it's about children, but there's sort of like the violent world around them and they're sort of trying to escape something. Any any excuse to just watch that film again, literally. <laughs> You're like, this would make a perfect double bill with cat people. <laughs> I mean, just because cat people is great. Yeah. Cat people would make a good double bill with... Uh, uh, let the right one in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, this film, key players, Ivana Baccaro as Ophelia. Um, <coughs> she's a young girl who um, is amidst this crazy adult world of like politics and war and stuff, and she uh, delves further and further into this fantasy world that I think we're supposed to think it may or may not exist. Um, she's also um, Princess Moana, but again, we don't know if that's uh, true or not. Sergi Lopez, Sergi Lopez uh, plays Vidal, Captain Vidal. He's uh, the bad guy of the film. He's captain of this conservatives. Um, what did you say? Flag? What was that word you said earlier? Um, I can't Flag- remember. Flagalist. He's captain of the baddies. Captain of the Bathies. Um Phalangism. Of so, the Mysterions. He's the Mysterions, captain of them. yeah. And uh, So basically you've got like the Republican rebels. So let's think of the Republican rebels are the rebels in Star Wars and and uh the Phalangisms or whatever they, be, they are. Wouldn't, wouldn't they be Republican? And the other ones are Democrats. I um, think I think so. Well the... let's let's kill that. Let's kill, let's kill that um, that metaphor dead right now. Okay. 
if we're not gonna goodies and it. baddies let's just keep it goodies and baddies it makes it simple yeah so say Glippers, captain Vidal is the, is the captain of the baddies and he um is uh sort of they're in this house this sort of old house somewhere in the middle of these uh mountains and he's um uh lord of the house as well that's where the station and he's everyone's looking up to him everyone's there working for him he is the big bad boss uh, we've also got Maribel Verdu as Mercedes. She is the lady, what's the best word to describe her? Uh, top House, house lady. Captain Housekeeper. Captain? Uh, why has everyone got to be a captain? <laughs> well, if you're the captain of this group, then you've got to be the captain of the housekeeper. It's very nice for you. Yeah. But she uh, she's in charge of cooking and cleaning and, and not burning the coffee and, and looking after uh, a feeling and all that kind of thing. And then lastly, I just want to mention Doug Jones, who... Sexist! No, <laughs> uh, Doug Jones is the, the guy who plays um, the fish man in uh, Shape of Water. He's done loads of things, but in in this film, he plays two characters. He plays El Fauno, um, the, who's Pan, and the Pale Man, who's Jeremy. And then... Jeremy. <laughs> the, pa- the Pale Man just looks like um, a man. So obviously, it's been a, quite a hot um, bank holiday in, in, in the UK. <laughs> And yeah. the pale man is essentially the man who never takes his T-shirt off for the rest of the year, except on like really hot days, um, and gets out his little his little um little saggy belly or a Darby Kelly, uh, his, tes- <laughs> his testicle skin, his testicle skin, yeah, and he just don't care. <laughs> he walks around with his top off. He goes in the off license with his top off, buys a six pack of Stella, yeah. walks down the park, sits um, in his you garden. He don't care. Yeah. He's like late, he's like late fifties. Um, he's let it all he's letting it all hang out. Basically, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, there's other characters as well, but we'll get to them when we, when we meet them. Uh, they're you, you pretty much the four main ones, really. Uh, so how does it start? It starts with the, with the music, this this theme music that goes all the way through. It's like a really lovely fairy tale music. Um, I was singing it a lot after the after I watched the film until Cat told me to shut the fuck up because I wouldn't start singing, the, <laughs> singing this stuff. <laughs> Luke, it's four a.m. Can you well, please <laughs> shut the fuck? Actually, she's just really she's more subtle about it. She said, "You know, I'm not a fan of that song." And this was like oh. hours later oh, after yeah. singing it over and over again. You know what? Your voice is really starting to grate on me. <laughs> and you, I... you were just you were whispering it into her ear in the middle of the night. Was you trying yeah. to sleep? How's it going? Yeah. I don't remember. As soon as Cat said that, I was like, I "Forgot do, it." Do, 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 do. I don't know. <laughs> it was nice though. It was very nice. Um. So it starts with um with this like sort of deep narrator's Spanish man's voice. Sort of subtitles, oh. guys. Yeah. Hello, I'm a Spanish man and this is how the story starts. And uh, <laughs> and it's so like it's, yeah. He's talking about um it's very like fairy tale he's talking about Princess Moana was the the princess of the the underworld. What's it called? Underworld. Princess, she was the princess of France. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. Princess Moana is the princess of the underworld, but yep. she became human, uh, mm-hmm. and she forgets where she forgets she's the princess. I mean, yeah, that's the general she, she idea. She went out. She went out on a heavy night out, nailed about twelve shots of sambuca, <laughs> ended up ended up on on planet Earth, and the sunlight apparently blinded her, erased her memory, and then she became mortal and died. What way to go? So she's dead, or is this like a rebirth of her? Yeah, she's dead because yeah, because yeah. um, it's supposed to be some sort of reincarnation. Ophelia is. Mm. So the king apparently believes that eventually her spirit will return to the underworld, 
So he's built some labyrinths all around, which apparently act as portals around the world in preparation for her to return. Oh, I see. Um, so then as the music, something like that, uh, as that's playing through the fairy tale narration, um, we cut to Ophelia and her mum. They're being driven through these roads. They have to stop because um, one of them needs a wee or something. And yeah. uh, Ophelia's outside and she notices this um, little CGI insect. It's just like, yeah. that's interesting. Uh, I was going to say about this. When I first watched this, the CGI held up, but it is starting to show its uh, age yeah. a little when, bit when now. She's, when she's looking at stuff, it doesn't look like she's actually looking at it. Like that, yeah. especially the thing. Yeah. It, looks all, it looks all right. But, yeah. you know, I guess it's just of its time, isn't it? So she sees this bug and she thinks it's a fairy. And it's obviously like you've never seen bugs before. It's, <laughs> it's a bug. <laughs> it's a are, you a fa- are, you, are you a fairy or something? <laughs> what are you? Nat. Just a bug. <laughs> just a stick insect. Are you my new dad? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, then um, she follows a fairy and is like a labyrinthine sort of... No, that's not yet, is it? That's not yet. No, no, no. Okay. So, so then they travel. Then they travel a bit further, her and her mum, and then they meet Captain Vidal, who's the big bad, and he's her new stepfather. <laughs> I was interested in this because... Um, Ophelia's mum, Carmen, seems like a lovely lady. She yeah. seems like she's got a lot going for her. She seems like a kind, considerate young lady. Mm. And then Captain Vidal is just a big, hairy bastard. Yeah. How do they? How do they meet? Well, they say later on, don't they? Um, but he calls her silly. He calls her silly for talking out about the story. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah she, you don't give a flying flip about no. about her, and she's all nice and lovely. I think why have they stayed together for so long? He is a bastard. He is an a bastard, and, he, bastard. And, he's, and he's done a pregnant on her. Yeah, all up there. Done a pregnant <laughs> in her. <laughs> and, um, but like, anyway, when she gets out of the car, um, he greets her by rubbing her belly. That's how, uh, that's how I'd, I would like to be greeted normally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I had this surgery, and then I met you on the weekend. Why didn't you give me a nice belly stroke? Is there? Because I would have felt, I would have felt the horrible empty Hessian sack in your body. Uh, like um, weird bubbling noises. I'd, I'd like that if I just had yeah. a big dinner. Like, oh, I just had a big dinner and someone, oh, I go, oh, bloody, I had that massive cottage pie and someone just walks up to you and rubs your belly to say to say good morning. I'd like that. Hey, would you? Or, I don't know. I mean, I don't know like you had a cottage pie first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> would I burp? They go, that's it. That's a good boy. Yeah. Um, she also, uh, as the mum's like, um, right, we we stopping in the house, yeah? Uh, I'll walk over there. And then he goes, no, no, I've got the wheelchair. And she goes, no, it's fine, I can walk. And he says, the doctor says you shouldn't be walking. Um, because he he's he wants the baby more than he wants the wife. That's we get it, that impression. Yeah. yeah. She's just he a loves the... baby factory. She's just a baby factory for him to shoot his... His was. Biz was <laughs> Biz was in the doolap. Um, where... <laughs> have you? Did your mum and dad give you the Biz was in the doolap talk when you were <laughs> coming? Yeah, they age? did. And I said, "What the fuck are you two talking about?" The birds and the Biz was. <laughs> the birds and the Biz was. What are you going to <laughs> Have you ever seen a wasp pollinated up? <laughs> okay. Uh, so whilst um, she's been sellotaped into a wheelchair, and they're going to wheel her back into their house. <laughs> Uh, Ophelia like notices that same uh, gnat, the giant gnat from earlier. She's like, "Oh, there's that fairy," and she <laughs> follows it into the um, 
I don't think she meets the fawn yet, does she? No, no, she's no. Going so she fo- the follows, follows it into the labyrinth, and then mm. uh, Mercedes Benz turns up, the, the housekeeper. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> That's it, pulling Ab- up. <laughs> absolutely flattens her. Over <laughs> <laughs> how many horsepower engine? Uh, this is yeah, a 3.0. So- That's the uh, Jeremy Clarkson voice. <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> flattens her feeling. The- <laughs> this is the first... Jeremy Clark says, now let's do this, do Ophelia in a reasonably priced car lap. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so what happens now? So uh, they're like, Ophelia, come on inside. Mercedes like, Ophelia, come on inside. There's the labyrinths and stuff out here. Come on. And then they go inside. David, David, David Bo is out here somewhere <laughs> roaming around in the woods. <laughs> it's a crystal. Nothing oh, a wuzzah. That's magic. That's a good song. Uh, so what, I'm just working out as now. So, um, yeah. So they go. She basically goes indoors. Mercedes. And, yeah. Uh, sorry, Mercedes takes it and shows her her bedroom. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like later on, Ophelia sees the insect again. Turns up, doesn't it? Is this before or after Captain Vidal? Pan's Labyrinth. That guy. <laughs> I think this might be before. Okay. Maybe not. Right. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's just before, just before this happens. So um, she shows it a book, says, hello, little insect. Have a look at this book. Yeah. You look you look like just like this fairy and shows her a picture <laughs> of a fairy. And somehow oh, the, yeah. the insect just is, becomes like a transformer. And turns into a fairy. Like yeah. quite, a creep, quite a creepy look, look, looking little fairy. I've like always been goblin. kind of creeped. Yeah. yeah, I've always been kind of creeped out by fairies. Um, I don't know why they always seem so bad tempered and horrible. Like Tinkerbell, she's a right bad tempered little bitch. Um, do you remember the fairy in um, the the Ridley Scott film Legend? I haven't seen Legend since I was. Uh, oh man, you gotta go back and watch four. it. It's absolutely amazing. It's like uh, it, uh, the, the devil, is, the, just the devil itself. The image yeah, of it used to really Legend scare is me. The, is the perfect dark fairy tale if that's what we're discussing. Okay. Um, and there's and the, the, there's like a fairy in that which is like proper bad tempered and like proper angry and I, they always kind of freak me out. I thought, oh, Stereotyping it's... bloody fairies, the four things. Stereotypical triggered, fairies. triggered. Triggered. <laughs> <laughs> you're not timing them up for something fairy, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, they should uh, give them more uh, cast roles yeah. rather than. Uh, I mean, what what is Tinkerbell's problem? What is Tinkerbell's problem? Tiny. She's she's a jealous little so and so. Needs a wig, so yeah. So so the so the insect tra- yeah. transforms into a fairy, yeah. and then basically takes her down into the labyrinth. That's um, that's very dark. Into um, the labyrinth of Pan. Yeah, and uh, so this is when she walks down into the bottom, right? And then um, yeah, it looks like a tree, and then it suddenly moves. It's like yeah. creaking and and clacking and walking towards her. It's the best uh, fawn creature design, I think. I think I've ever seen because it's not like a normal half goat, half man. It's like a tree um, yeah. that's come alive, sort of thing. Um, and it's got like, the, the ears, like the goat ears and stuff that are always moving. However, they did that with the ears and the and the, like, and the, the face is a stuff. bit like twitchy nose and yeah, little little funny eyeballs. It's, it's pretty incredible. It's good. Um, and then what the fawns like? Hello, I'm Pan. Uh, I'm the narrator from the start of the film. I am the narrator from the start. I am French. For yeah. some reason, in this Spanish field, I imagine he's got maracas most of the time. It sounds, it kind of has that <laughs> feeling. I'm trying to do it there. Ole, ole. <laughs> um, 
So what does he say? So oh yeah, so ah, you are Princess Mo- Moana. You've got this the the birthmark, so it's got to be you. Is that right? Okay. Right. And it says answer me these questions three. Question the first: Are you Ophelia? <laughs> no, it says uh, I've got three tasks yeah. for you, <laughs> and um, you've got a th- these three tasks will. I got three tasks for you this week on The Apprentice. Some <laughs> sort of phone man gives Princess Ophelia free, yeah. free tasks to do. Basically, what you got to do, right, is you got to go to the East End and you got to put me up a lovely sheepskin rug and you got to spend no more than twelve quid on it. All right, don't mug me off, right, mate? Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I go home to my mum and dad and they're like, "Look, can you? The prince is on the fritz. iPads coming <laughs> off the Wi-Fi. Can... Yeah. And then once I've done all day, they'll know that my soul's intact and I've not become a mortal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you uh, can you just bleed the radiator as well, please, while you're here? And uh, can you just uh, do this as well? Yeah. You ripped my belly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the, pa- the pants, pants, like, look, you've got these three tasks. Um, I'm not going to tell you them now. I don't want to overload you. You've only just arrived. Get comfy, yep. and then uh, the book. It's, it's all in this book, you know. Sort yourself out love yeah and then she goes backwards to bed at the same time um some people have been caught near to the house and uh the little army men the bad guy army men are like captain vidal come and check out these people they say they've been hunting rabbits but um we can't see any rabbits or we don't they didn't look like they are uh, and captain vidal pops out and he starts asking them questions and it's an old man and his son um and the son is basically protecting his dad by saying Stop questioning him so harsh. Stop, you know, leave him alone. He's just an old man sort of thing. And Captain Vidal, within seconds, takes this beer bottle and s- like smushes this guy's nose into his face. Like, um, yeah, so he uses the bottom of the bottle as yeah. a hard weapon to just smash this guy's face to creamy mush. Well, it's like just like one or two, I would be like, all right, that's, you know, he's getting some wolf. It's, it's still going. And it's just sort of like as if he's uh, got a bottle of champagne. <laughs> He's trying to open it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, you know you could, did you know you can open a bottle of wine with a shoe? Did you know that? Cat uh, used to do it with a, like a sword or something. like A a sword? Cha- champagne bottles, yeah. Who, who is she? Who is she? Simbad. <laughs> it's like a thing you do. Um, or like a knife. Oh, uh, no, no. Like I, now you've, now you've done the movement. I, I, I know what you mean. Um, is that like... <laughs> you love that noise. It's <laughs> so opening a bottle of wine with a shoe. Like obviously it's a corked bottle of wine. Uh, with a cork in, not corked, but you kind of put the wine in in the shoe, so the base of the bottle of the wine in the mm. shoe, and then you just smash the shoe. I just hit myself in the air. <laughs> you smash the shoe against the wall or like any other hard surface, this and the cork, like a... the cork like slowly just comes out. But isn't the wine gonna like dribble out if you're smashing the? No, it doesn't oh, dribble okay. out. Okay. I've seen it done. I've seen it done on a video. Did, did right? you ever do that thing with the beer bottle when you open it with your teeth? Yes, I did. That's I, did like, I did it like twice, and I'm never doing that again because my tooth yeah. was like loose afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a chip. I've got a chip in my front tooth. I have as well. Yeah. From 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 a beer bottle. Oh, is that what you're doing? That wasn't what I was doing. No, if I if I open a beer bottle with my teeth, I do it with like my back teeth. Oh, yeah. you were doing that thing. You mean that thing where you go to put it in your mouth and you yeah. miss you you over. You don't realize no. how far away your mouth is. Also, no, that's not how I did it. That's kind of oh, how right. I, did it. I was I was going to drink out like that, and a f- my friend next to me was telling oh, a story yeah. was telling a story with his hands 
He was like going, yeah, and then this happened, man, and then that happened. <laughs> and he just like smashed it into my face. And I just yeah. remember going, a little bit of my tooth has actually come away. And he was like, get over it, man. <laughs> I remember oh, all right. it. What did he say, get over it? Like, is yeah, he not going to pay for your prob- crown? He's probably, like, he's probably like, come on, mate, that didn't happen, did what it? Was his name you Captain Vidal? His name was Captain Vidal, and then I, I said, look, I've just been hunting rabbits, and he smashed my face <laughs> in with a bottle. I didn't even yeah. get a chance to explain. Oh. So this guy dies, basically, uh, yeah. and the old man's crying at the death of his, his son. He's like, hey, look at his face, all messed up. I'm going to leave him here. Um, but then uh, Captain Vidal goes through the bag, and he goes, rabbits. I found two rabbits. Oh, well. And then, uh, oh, and then he takes him inside, and then he gets the Mercedes to cook him up. Cook the rabbits up for a nice yeah. steal. Or well, something. he does kill the dad as well, and he shoots him. Shoots him. Oh yeah. This it, was it, weird because he it, like he went to shoot him, and then but then one of Vidal's soldiers was stood behind him, and he quickly moved out of the way. Hmm. So the bullet didn't pass for him as well. But it's like Captain Vidal don't give a flying flip. Doesn't he? At clearly, all. he clearly just don't care if he shoots, even shoots his own men. Yeah. Well, it's all a game. <sighs> but he is. Uh, he's got this weird ego superiority complex thing going on, and he he. I don't think he sees life as precious in any way. Um, okay, so what happens next? So he goes to bed. Ophelia yeah. is, is sleeping in bed with her mum. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah. Maybe she looks... <laughs> It's the morning after. Her mum's made her a dress or something. She's bought her a dress. Is this about here? Yeah. She bought her a lovely dress and she's like, looks lovely. Where'd you get this from? She's like, Primark. Primarney. Primarney. Uh, yeah. yeah. On yeah. sale. So it looks be sexy. careful of it. Yeah. Um, and then... And then Ophelia has to go and do the first... The first task, yeah. First task. And she wears her dress because it's a special occasion, obviously. So the first task is uh, there's an old tree... You know which one it is because it's the creepy old oak tree. Um, you go inside it and there's a toad in there and then you need to get... Uh, you need to feed it this thing, right? This uh, seed or something like that. Yeah. Or a stone or something. Yeah. And, yeah. She, and then you get a key out of his belly. Yeah. So she goes in the tree, she just crawls right into it. Um, 
This this reminds me. This is like a bit of like a Zelda game or something. Yeah, the the we toad especially the key, looks very. The belly uh, of the toad. The toad yeah, looks like it's a character from Zelda. Um, so the chronic, she's crawling through. She's getting mud everywhere. Like the dress is fucked within seconds. I oh, know she leaves the dress outside, but the underdress yeah. is fucked in seconds, and the outside dress is fucked too. <laughs> um, but she crawls through. She sees the toad. So. At this point, do you feel like this is all in her head and it's just a sort of fantasy escapist thing happening? Or are you I thinking guess, this is real? I guess so. You're kind of made to, f- like, I don't know. You kind of think this is real. At the- I guess, all right, okay, I guess you think it's real at this point. Yeah. But as the story progresses, you maybe start to think it is kind of all in her head. It's yeah. like some sort of coping mechanism that she's got with for either, like, losing her dad yeah, or having a having a great big airy bastard as a stepdad, as a stepdad. Yeah. or just, just everything she's gone through with the war and everything and she I means she loves fairy tales or maybe she is genuinely Princess Ophelia uh, sorry Princess Moana reincarnated and she's drawn to all of these things and even yeah. though even though they're kind of she's seeing them maybe they aren't really happening just it's her her way of getting back to the world underground yeah yeah so she she crawls in, <clears throat> sees the toad. Um, there's these like bugs crawling all over. It's disgusting. The toad is a horrible, gross looking thing. Burps, I think, on her or something. Burps in her face. It had a, it's had a massive, it had a massive curry, curry just before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had a massive curry just before, and it went. Oh, bloody hell! I've had four naan. I've had four naan bread. Four naan, yeah. Jeremy. And she just burps in her burps in her face, and she's like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, and then she's like, uh, Here, have a tum. <laughs> you know, Here, have a tub. You'll be alright. You'll be alright in a minute. Yeah. Um. It, so she oh, there's these bugs crawling around, and she pretends the stones like these bugs, and it it, it whaps her with a tongue, with its tongue, sucks out her. the stones, yeah. and um, and then it sort of uh, who's out, the which, key? Out? Who's the key? What <laughs> happens? So it kind of like melts. This this its skin sort of falls away over the top of this yellow yeah. uh sack of fluids. Uh, luckily, the key is like right, sat on top, like because yep. if it was like right in the middle, she'd have to like dig dig herself in there. Uh, but luckily, she's not. Um, she gets nope. the key, leaves. Whilst this is happening, there's some sort of civil war stuff happening as well, isn't there? I think they capture someone. <laughs> is that at this point? Yeah, I think maybe they capture one of the one of the rebels at this point. Yeah, um, and they string him up like a sexy bitch. Yeah. Um, so they they put him in. They take this guy back to the barn. He's got a stutter. He's a very nice guy, we're led to believe. Yeah. Although you know, you never know about people these days, and nope. um, uh, probably catfishes people all the time on the internet. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so Vidal starts torturing this guy, um, and he has this horrible like he has like this uh, tools and stuff, um, and he says, "You're probably going to tell me the truth right away, but I'm not going to believe you. So I'm going to have to hurt you a little bit." Um, and then I'm sort of believe you, but then I'm going to hurt you even more. And by the time you're practically dead, then you know I think about think about it. And I'll be um, like, God, for God's sake! Yeah, this is an horrible torture method. And he did this thing as well. Where he, he tells the stutterer, "If you can say, oh, he's, I think it counts to five or something without stuttering, I'll let you go." And he the stutterer nearly does it, and it looks like he's going to actually let him go, but. And he doesn't do it. It's just I don't know. It's just the guy obviously gets off on um, the mis- like the misfortune or the pain and suffering yeah. of other people. He gets off. He gets off on stuttering. Yeah. One, 
So then he he starts his work on on the man. At the same time, no, this isn't. Yeah, don't worry. Let's get to that in a second. So he gets to work on the man, and he leaves the guy in an absolute state, like his hand. I'd say this is almost like a kid's film, or it could have been a kid's film done by certain directors, but through the eyes of Del Toro, it's absolutely violent and brutal. The guy's hand is like split down the middle. It's like it's coming apart from itself and stuff. It's really gross. Um, and then the doctor comes in, who we secretly know is actually working for the rebels, um, and he yeah. gives the guy um, a cyanide pill or you know whatever the equivalent is, injects yeah. him with the poison, so he, he dies. Yeah, he basically just takes pity on him and does it. But um, Vidal kind of sees through it, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and the, as the doctor's walking off, pops him. He pops him in the back. Pops him in the back. Brap, 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 brap. Bitch, you dead. He kills. Pops, pops the guy in the back, and then he then he dies. Um, yeah. And then not long after that, we get the fawn giving <clears throat> Ophelia the second. So she gives a he gives Ophelia a mandrake root and says, mm-hmm. "Look, this is gonna help your mum out. Put it in a bowl of milk under the bed. Uh, give it give it three drops of blood a, a, a night. Yeah, because uh, it loves blood. Uh, and then she, so she does that. And then she goes to do the second task. To do task. that though, she like opens up her thumb with her teeth. I don't think that's even possible. Could you do that? If you really needed to, probably. Oh, I don't know if I could. All right, yeah. I do. I can't do it. So then but your mum your mum's gonna die if you don't do it. Yeah. Shut up! I could get like a little knife. I could do like a razor blade or something, but not with my teeth. My teeth no. do like they'd, they'd smush it before they uh, pierced it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like my teeth just aren't have sharp. You, have, you, have you got like one sharp tooth? I've got quite a sharp tooth. I haven't got any. That's my problem. You haven't got any teeth. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Too many people pans labyrinth for me all the time. <laughs> uh, so now, like, so the second task is probably the most visually sort of famous from the film. Um yep. this is when Jeremy Clarkson, you know, gets in gets into his role. Uh so as so we said you've got to go into this place where there's a dude who he's got like a feast. Don't eat any of the food. My fairies no. I'll take some of fairies with you. They'll they'll guide you, but don't eat any of the food. But just go in there and get like a, what is it, get a key or something? No, just just get the, the, dagger. the dagger. Yeah. Don't eat but don't eat any food. And then, um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it's basically it's the pale man, a child eating monster. Don't eat any of the food. And just got yeah. to go get the dagger and uh, don't eat any of the food. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just go in there quickly and don't eat any of the food and then come back. Maybe eat before you go. Eat just... be- <laughs> exactly. Eat before you go. Have a lovely bowl of fruit before you go, just yeah. in case you see any really delicious, juicy fruit. Yeah. Chew it. <laughs> chew it. <laughs> Imagine if you went in and just chew it and stuff there. I wouldn't be able to resist. Um, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, to get in there, he hands her this piece of chalk, and she draws a door um, in the in the wall or floor. She's or basically just penny crayon. If yeah. <laughs> so she... Penny crayon. <laughs> Is that like a kid kids TV? Is yeah. That your favorite TV you don't remember show? that? No, I don't remember that. Voiced by Sue Pollard. Me and me and Andy Conduit Turner were discussing this only a couple of days ago. Penny crayon. Penny basically, she could draw anything she wants, and it come to life. Oh, okay. This, yeah. this bit reminds me of Be- uh, Beetlejuice. They draw the drawer in that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, and it becomes, yeah. And it opens up. Much better reference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she opens it, she goes inside, 
this is a it's like a really creepy hallway there's like drawing like really beautiful drawings on on the paintings on the wall of a the, this pale man who's like stabbing children ripping yep. children apart gobbling this is them like, up this is like something out of Hellraiser. Either Silent Hill or Hellraiser or yeah, like Hill, yeah. Resident, Resident Evil 4 where you've got to go into like this area yeah. and get a thing before a thing wakes up. Yeah. So she, she walks through this corridor and she sees this beautiful buffet of like mini pizzas and uh, sausage, <laughs> sausage rolls, tuna sandwiches, cheese and ham sandwiches. Mini chicken Kievs. Jelly and quiche, ice cream. Quiche, jelly yeah. and ice cream. Uh, Jaffa cakes, all this Jaffa stuff. Basically, cake. a top quality children's pies. You don't know what flavour they are, mate. They're a mix. <laughs> They're a mix. How dare it? Do you just want to watch the world burn? Put yeah. a mix of Pringles down. I can't handle that. <laughs> you, don't know what's, you don't know what you're putting in your mouth. But then she's like, looks fair at the table, and there's this guy sat there who, uh, he hasn't got any eyes. It's just there. Like, he's got really long fingers, and his hands are pressed on the table. He's got a plate uh, with two, what look like eyeballs on there. But they look a bit like gobstoppers as well. So they're probably as gobstoppers. <laughs> um, and as she walks past him, uh, I think she gets the dagger or something, or she picks the right one. I can't remember how it works. The, one of the she fairies does, tells she, her. She does, one of the fairies helps, right? She does yeah. the dagger puzzle from Resident Evil 4, <laughs> where she got to like turn the clocks all the same way, and then she gets, yeah. the, gets the dagger out. And, and as then... she's leaving, what's that smell? <laughs> I've just come out of the oven. Hot pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't resist. Hot pizza. And the fairies are literally like in her face going, no, 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 no. no. And she's just like batting them away like, yeah. like they're troublesome little idiots. It's like me when like some Domino's has just arrived and a pizza's too hot. It's going to burn my mouth, but I just can't, just can't, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I can't stop myself. Molten cheese down, down, down in front of your face. Don't do it. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. There's a cat's, cat's the fairy going, no. I don't care don't, anymore. Don't, don't do and you're just batting her away. Yeah. She, she has a Pringle and the problem is when she pops, yeah, you just can't stop. When you pop, you can't stop. Yeah, so she's grabbing these Pringles down. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the um the Pringles, which are like some really cheap version? It was, a picture of them went around on the internet recently. <laughs> no. Have you seen it? So it's Prongles. Prongles. Once you pop, once you pop, well, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'll find it to show you. Oh, once it. you pop, well, that's great. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> What she's actually eating in this, and it's like actually fruit and stuff. It's like glazed cherries. I've never really been a fan of like glazed is cherries. It, is it glazed cherries? Or is it like I thought it was big, fat, juicy grapes. Oh, really man. big, fat pair of juicy, ripe purple they, plums. They look like they've been dipped in some sort of uh, sugar water or something, icing sugar. Yeah. yeah, just to keep them, keep them, just so they don't rot away. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, so she's, she's gobbing these things down, and the fairies are like, "Oh shit, you've done it now." And oh, you the, the man's. Jeremy Clarkson's like, oh, hello, welcome to Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> and he um, picks up his gobstoppers in his hands. Um, and then he sort of, like we've all seen, I'm sure you've seen the pictures. He's, uh, he puts his hands there over his yeah. face and his eyes yeah, are in the thing. Yeah. And I mean, of, that's just, evolution doesn't treat him very well there, is it? No. That's just really inconvenient. Because yeah. also, if you keep the eyes out of your hands, yeah, like what if you lose the eyes? You're absolutely screwed. Oh, fucking hell. Wherever put them, <laughs> all he have, all of his family playing pranks on him constantly. Then again, he suppose he could see his himself. Not, oh, not if his they, eyes not are they, like over here. Not if they, <laughs> I suppose, not if they yeah. Hit, not if they hit the eyes, like I don't know, in a yeah. airing cupboard. So what she shot. should have done then is, um, she should have got the eyes, put the dagger out, put the eyes where the dagger was, 
Yeah. He would have woken up, maybe. But she, he'd be like, lost. And she could what just she stuck underneath him. is not eating the bloody grapes. Yeah, but I mean, if she, if she, because she obviously was very hungry. Like, if she wanted to, she could have just took the eyes away. I would have eaten the eyes first. Look, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's a bush took a trial. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> um, okay, and then uh, so she gets it. Oh, and then the thing wakes up. It grabs one of the fairies. I think he might be get two of them. I'm not too gets sure. Two but, of them. Bites their bloody heads off. Oh, in his little uh, maw, and um, she starts running away because this is creepy as fuck now. Uh, she's running away. He's running he, after her. He's stumbling. running after, her, but also like kind of um, like break dancing while he does it. Yeah. Ooh, ah, ah, yeah. <laughs> Coming for you. Yeah. Uh, I imagine. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm imagining like the spirit of jazz or the the hit. Yeah, spirit of jazz. Yeah. That's not a door back there. That's a toilet. <laughs> and um, she, uh, the, the door closes, like it disappears because she's been too long. She's been, you know, having a Pringle party, and uh, she has to draw a new one on the ceiling. On the bloody ceiling. And then she gets out just in time, and the guy's like, <laughs> the guy's like, wait. And then she closes the door. I would like to just, it, so she climbs out and she closes the thing. I wish uh, it cut back to the guy inside, just like, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 oh, for, for, oh, bloody heck. Just wanted someone to watch the chase with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, she's back. Uh, she's got the knife and she's got the, so she's done two of the tasks now. Um, at this point, I think Mercedes is gets caught out. Or something is that, is that about right? <clears throat> yeah, so I think Mercedes is like, um, I don't know. She gets caught out for some reason. Can you remember yeah. why? Uh, so does I don't think she gets. Well, I don't know if it happens yet. So I think Vidal first catches Ophelia tending to the mandrake root. Yeah, and he goes, "What on earth is this shit under the bed?" He goes, she's like, oh, <laughs> "He smells it." <laughs> throws the mandrake root, which is kind of like it's kind of like alive, isn't it? He throws it on the fire the and it's like driving, yeah. screaming in agony. And then Carmen, like immediately, gets like painful contr- contractions. Yeah, and uh, dies giving birth to a little baby boy. And yeah. So the mandrake root was doing some good after all. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then and then basically not long after that is when Vidal discovers that Mercedes is a spy. Um, I can't remember <laughs> how he discovers her. You think he walks into a room and she's like doing doing the pose yeah. like that, and he goes, "Oh my god." You're yeah. a spy. And she says, no, I'm not. <laughs> and no, they go, oh, okay. Exactly right. what a spy would say. <laughs> uh, he, he grounds uh, Ophelia in a room. I think he, he, I don't know, he says, he says something horrible to her, you little bitch, or something like that. <laughs> and uh, he puts her in a room. Uh, he keeps the baby with him in his yeah. watch room. And then... Yeah, no, this is this is another thing that we haven't mentioned is that the captain look he's got like a pocket watch that he kind of re- looks mm. at all the time. He's always pulling it out and referring to it and it's like smashed, isn't it? It's always broken it's broken, is it? And the time broken. it was his dad's watch in yeah. when his dad died. Yeah. He smashed the watch so his son would always know the time he died. I wouldn't want to know that about my dad. And he always takes it out. Oh, he and died at three fifteen. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. That's when school ends. Yeah. <laughs> um if you're, yes. So he's he's sort of like trying to fix it as well. I'm not too sure what's going on with it, um, or he fixes watches and stuff. Um, so I'm not too sure how Mercedes gets caught now, but he basically takes her into the torture room where he killed, he tortures the last one, and he gives her the same speech, but she hides like a little potato peeler underneath yep. her in, in the rolls of a dress. 
yeah. And uh, as um, he's giving her the speech, she suddenly sort of gets out, stabs him in the back, whips it out, and then puts it in his mouth. And then um, she gives sort him of... A, gives him the Joker smile. Gives him a half Joker. I don't know yeah. how I got these scars. A woman called Mercedes. A woman called Mercedes. And a potato Spain. peeler. She had a potato peeler. I'm not even... I'm not doing a Joker. <laughs> I'm doing some sort of... She had a potato peeler. <laughs> and she put it in my mouth. <laughs> and now she can't bear to look at me. Awful. It is horrible because he, she does that, and then she leaves the uh, place, and she starts walking towards the mountains where um, uh, all the rebels are hanging out, all the good guys are hanging out, and then um, the Vidal runs out after him and goes, "Get after it!" And as he talks, like his mouth is like completely open on the side, Slapping but then, then she she runs away. Um, she gets saved by her brother and the rebels, and that's all good. Now they've got a big army of them or something. They're gonna attack the house later on that night so it's all starting to you know come up to a um towards the end of the film ramping up um at the same time uh thingy goes back inside to look after his son he starts uh uh sewing his gives himself a sewy mouth doesn't he yeah uh so here's why i think uh ophelia's thing is real it is actually happening she's trapped in that bedroom um before the attack starts, she can't do the third task, which is get the baby and take the baby brother to the labyrinth. She can't. She can't do. It. She's locked in there. And then the la- um, the fawn says you have what you need, and then she uses the chalk to make a door that wasn't there before to get out. And that's uh that's the only thing in this film that yeah. if she didn't have that, she Ooh, she wouldn't. Have been yeah, exactly. So. Maybe she could have squeezed into really small spaces like uh, Victor Tombs and just squeeze under <laughs> a door or something. Yeah. And so she, Victor, she either uses the door or she Victor Tombs way out. Either way, it's, it's either X-Files or uh, yeah. fantasy. Uh, so anyway, so <clears throat> so she gets out. She steals the son, uh, steals her brother either, uh, even, takes him into the labyrinth. She's chased by Vidal. Down the labyrinth. It's all it's all kicking off all um, kicking around up. the house now. The rebels are sort of coming in. Yeah. Uh, they're it's it's just all it's all reaching ahead now. The mm-hmm. drama's it's getting very drama dramatic. <laughs> um, so then she goes to the bottom of the uh, the labyrinth well thing, and the fawn is like the third task is you have to kill your baby brother, and then you'll be allowed into uh, the underworld. You know, it's nice in here. It's not nice here. Captain yeah. Vidal rocks up. I think he sees her talking to nothing, which is meant meant to make yeah. us think, "Oh, he's not actually." Oh there. hello. Oh hello. Yeah, but she's she's saying to him, "Like, I'm not going to kill the baby, mate. You can fuck that off for a laugh." Fuck that off. Yeah. And then he does fuck that off. He goes, disappears. As uh, Vidal pops a cap in her ass, he takes the baby from her and shoots her. Shoots a little innocent child. Brutal. Which goes yeah. to show that he really is a hairy bastard. Yeah. She falls on the bottom and then as the, the Captain Vidal's taking the baby he gets a gun pointed at him. The rebels have taken over. Everyone's dead or captured. Um, yeah. And he go, the captain's like, just tell my baby the time I died or something. And then the guy goes, no, he won't know anything about you. We're shipping him off to boarding school. He's going to yep. grow up to be Top Gear presenter. Yeah, and- we're going to... Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna say his dad was Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. All right. He's gonna grow up to be Chris Evans. No one's gonna like him. It's a little <laughs> shit. And uh, 
and then his shoot uh, thingy in the cheek. Uh, and his eye goes. Yeah, his eye goes. goes yeah. That was good. Like, a, like a slap machine. Ding, ding, ding. Comes up with dollar <laughs> <Yeah>. signs. <laughs> and his tongue rolls out and then chains falls out of his mouth. Pretty weird at this point. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then he uses his arms to go again. <laughs> it's weird. This is weird. And um, so then the, uh, Mercedes catches up with um, Ophelia who's on the floor. She's bleeding. Blood falls out of her. Pulls around the um, the base of the labyrinth, and then and then she wakes up in the in the underworld, and she's greeted by the fawn, who's like, "This you passed the test by not killing your brother. You passed the test, the ball test. You passed the <laughs> test." Now and then her, her dad and like her mum. So actually, her mum Carmen from the thing are like the king and queen of the underworld, and yeah. they're sat on they're sat on these thrones. I'm like, I had to get up there. They're like they're like the tallest throne. They're like a thirty foot tall throne, like sat on a little like David Blaine when he stood on the top of that column. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. On that pole. That's I what think, they, I think I, they raised up like that. Yeah, right. Really slowly though. That's horrible though. And they twist as well. I would not like that. Going up. No, would no. you like that? Just It'd give be like, me a normal sized chair, mate. Yeah. Jesus. I had to get up. You're there. IKEA and you're like, do you want the standard Ibi Boshi, which is the you know, the standard dining chair, or the uh, the golden, or the golden one. throne, which uh, is thirty foot in the air. It might might not have enough room for it in your living yeah, room. We don't um, home deliver. Gonna, no, we do, we don't home deliver. Yeah, yeah. take it. You have to take it on a bus. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that's how it ends, right? Oh no, it ends with yeah. the rock singing. Uh, you're welcome to Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> and then it, it does come. It does... You're welcome. For those giant it, golden chairs. <laughs> it cuts back to Ophelia, who's like dying, and she smiles. And then yeah. the epilogue kind of completes the story, saying that she ruled wisely and left quiet traces of her time in the human realm. Vi- visible only to those who know where to look and are French, even though this film <laughs> is in Spanish. Uh, okay, so I, I think, I think it's real because of that chalk bit it's the only bit i think ah that's that's pointing me towards it being real and also i want it to be real you don't believe in chalk do you you're like chalk's a bloody myth mate (laughs) chalk's a fairy tale and a fantasy well what even is it (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't know i'd like to think it's real because i hate those things where it's like it's all in their head all along they were dead the whole time he was really a man this uh he was a terminator he was a Terminator future. all along. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. It's nice, it's nice to, it's nice to believe. But then it's a nice, it's a nice thing because you can make your own decision. You and know? also, if it's not real, then she's dead. <laughs> like she's dead and off her nuts. She got shot by Vidal. Yeah, she got a uh, Tombstone power driver. I wish he had Tombstone power driver there instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh power my god! Instead. The dead man. <laughs> and then, uh, then the. Mercedes comes in with a steel chair. That's how she gets it. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, so trivia. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Um, number one, which route was said to have been born of the dripping fat and blood and semen of a hanged man? Just to repeat, which route was said to have been born of the dripping fat and blood and semen of a hanged man? The, the mandrake route that yes one? yes the only oh. route in the film uh but um yeah apparently they used to hang people uh, and on the gallows on the floor where they'd be hung 
they'd uh, bleed and and the spunk and stuff would hit the grass. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the mandrake root, who who dreamt of being human, would grow uh, from from this. Yeah, that's the that's the legend anyway. Who came up with that legend? That's horrible. Uh, I think it's just the thing. Del Toro was on about it. In, in hey, the, you the see that scenes. spermy grass over there? There's a, there's a mandrake root growing out of the top of it. So you got that one right. Obviously, you're you know well, well uh, versed, versed in, in the... semen. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Number two. Which famous author went to a screening and physically squirmed at a screening when the pale man chased Ophelia? I thought these were used, these used to be true and false, didn't they? I feel like you're, you're, just, you're just moving the goalposts Depends on what me. I find on the Which author? Uh, was it Stephen King? It was, yeah. Uh, he he was sat next to Del Toro and he physically squirmed. And Del Toro said he compared the experience of seeing King's reaction to that to winning an Oscar. That was like as... Although he's won an Oscar now, so he's like, ah, fuck that. Stephen, I was just... Stephen King's just uh, underwear was riding up his ass. That's why, <laughs> that's why he squirmed. And he's like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Shouldn't have bought these bloody tidy whities Um... Uh, okay, true or false? Ophelia's surname is Storm Coming On. <laughs> Storm Coming On? What? What, like? False. Ophelia Storm Coming On. What? The other option I was going to go on there, I was going to go, I could, is her surname Nuts? And I was like, she's like 12, man. So I can't. <laughs> I can't go for those like more. That was so, that was so bad that I didn't even understand it first. <laughs> Ophelia Storm coming on. That was the only one like that I could go on. With. It didn't it didn't sound like gross. <laughs> okay, and uh, number three, number four. So glad I said false. How did Del Toro request the pale man's look uh, to the animators? So in his creative brief, he was very specific about how he wanted the pale man to look. Um, what did he What did he say to them? Like an English bloke who lives in Scumford who doesn't take his shirt off until <laughs> apart from once a year. Yeah. And uh, he hadn't exercised in tw- uh, 25 years. Um, slashed, crossed with Jeremy Clarkson. Crossed with... Um, uh, that, that's it. What's that? So he said, like a fat man who suddenly lost a lot of weight. So like Jeremy Clarkson, so you got that one right. Yeah. Um, number five. Uh, <laughs> for the fairy eating scene... Doug Jones had to buy condoms filled with fake blood. I reckon you like that. True. Uh, it is true in the sense of on the internet it said it is rumoured that oh. Doug Jones uh, had to buy condoms here, filled with here's, fake, here's fake a, blood. Here's a weird thing. Here's a weird thing. Yeah. Ever met someone who says condoms? I think I say it sometimes accidentally. Condoms. He's very similar uh, to my pe- name. I've heard people say that before and I go, <laughs> do they know what it is? Because it ain't condom. It's condom. <laughs> and they go, oh, what is it? What? You forget, how old are you? You've been on this planet, on planet Earth for 40 years and you don't know what a word is. Never seen it written down ever. It's a weird word. Shouldn't it be called cumdom? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's like physically cumdom. Who got cumdom? No, you, you put your cumdoms. Pack. You put your cumdom on. <laughs> I put the cum dum on. Okay, so I think you, you got all those right, so, apart from Ophelia's surname. Sorry, I'm not finished with the condom talk. Do you, <laughs> do you, do you remember the <clears throat> putting a condom on your head and blowing it up with your nose? No, I never did that. That, like I said, you're more well versed in the. Yeah, and then it like it would explode, and it always like really hurt, and then you'd have just like a ring of like <laughs> plastic. Wait, was it a face. used condom or is this a? Preferably. <laughs> <laughs> you need to lubricate it on somehow. Oh. Okay, okay. Come on, oh, dude. God. 
Ophelia Storm coming on is uh, unhappy about <laughs> these questions. I was I'm trying done. to keep like the uh, like the uh, pervy stuff out of this quiz. Oh, sorry, mate. Oh, God, this is my fault. The first question was about semen of a hangman. But okay, <laughs> um, you need to grade the film. Yeah. Between oh A and F. Oh, I'm feeling I'm feeling generous, and yeah. I enjoyed it. And I think it's got a lot going for it. It's got a great soundtrack. Looks beautiful. How does the soundtrack um, go? Nobody knows. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, and I love the Del Toro vibe. I think this is like the epitome of of, of a Del Toro of a Guillermo del Toro film. Yeah, it's like the jewel in his on his in his very his crown is bejeweled was, greatly. Yeah, but, but it, this is the big, biggest jewel. Yeah, he uh, he's not bad with a crown because he's seen Stephen King. Shit in his pants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't need that. He's just got a little. He's just got a little gif saved on his yeah. phone of Stephen King going, "Oh bloody <laughs> underwear's riding up my ass." Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to give it an A. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. 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 Um, yeah, I'm going to give it an A as well. I think it's the in terms of when you think of a Del Toro film, this is the best example of a Del Toro film. Um, because I've not seen Shape of Water, but I just don't. I just can't see it coming close to this. I mean, Shape of Water is great, but I mean, it is a completely different, different vibe. I mean, Pacific well, Rim. No, no, it's, it's the same vibe, but it's a completely different film. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. That's what I meant. Specific okay. Rim is a uh, is a good one. Specific okay. Rim. <laughs> specific Rim. That's the that's the dirty version yeah. of it. Uh, okay. Next week, are we going to go straight into the next one? Yeah. Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah. it's Nosferatu, mate. Nosferatu. Uh, okay, so next week we're going to be talking about Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Um, this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Kovac, Cowman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoy the show, give us uh, some positive thoughts right now. Uh, ooh, I've got one. And thanks to my co-host Ben for being a horror dude. Thank you, Luke. Cheers. Bye-bye now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.